on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield, from Old Chicago, welcome to the Aggies Coaches Show. Brought to you by Old Chicago, home of the Aggies Coaches Show. SC Needham Jewelers, where Utah gets engaged. America First Credit Union, financial solutions for every need. Geico, 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Larry H. Miller Dealerships, driven by you and by Stokes. Stokes Trucking, doing the right thing since 1979. Now, the Aggies Coaches Show. Here's the voice of the Aggies, Scott Gerrard. Hey, welcome in. It's another edition of the Blake Anderson Coaches Show. We are live here at Old Chicago. We are also streaming on Facebook uh, and uh, various other streaming uh, platforms. So thanks for making us part of your evening a little bit earlier. I got uh, hoops coming up tomorrow as the men's team and women's team will open up their seasons coming up with a doubleheader at 5 and 7.30. So we appreciate, Coach, you coming by on a Monday. How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Seven and two, another win. No drama at all. No, this yeah, one. yeah, no drama at all. There was a little drama at halftime in the yeah. locker room. So coming back out, but it, uh, they, it, they picked it up. And I referenced this a little bit in the post game show. So you know, for those of us that didn't have the opportunity or the skill or the uh, the DNA to play at that high level, you know, we watch a lot of movies and we have our in our minds what a locker room chat is like. You know, Herb Brooks throwing a chair across yeah. the room or something like that. So you're down to New Mexico State. What's what's the message like in that locker room? I was very calm. I was I was extremely calm and, and collected in there. And Justin McGriff's listening. Yeah, I know. He's got a big smile on his face right there, doesn't he? <laughs> I raised my voice a little bit, just tried to get their attention. Didn't, uh, didn't go crazy. I've been really honest with them all week that I knew it was a tough trip and that they couldn't play into the uh, one and seven record and empty stadium and all the things they had to we had to play to our standard and and didn't feel like we'd done that in the first half obviously and just challenged them I said this is going to be the next 30 minutes going to be something you remember either way for us flipping the switch and going out and playing the way we're supposed to or regretting the fact that we came here and let one go because um you know it's really it's in our hands they came out and responded perfectly uh, I didn't uh, break anything uh, I didn't throw anything I raised my voice just a little enough to make sure they knew I was serious. Probably a thought crossed your mind, man. And, and then, honestly, I just put it back on them. I said, guys, this is up to y'all. We're not going to change nothing about how we're calling the game. you, you got to go out and play. And they did. Uh, you know, three and outs, four straight touchdowns, did exactly what we needed to do to, to put the thing away. But uh, the, the message is not tonight. We just came out of a team meeting and watching video of it. You can see just a difference in body, you know, just kind of body posture and and just the way we were playing early as compared to late, we gotta we got to avoid that kind of uh, first half, the first quarter. We don't have that luxury anymore. No, no, and that's certainly the case with the San Jose State team, and we'll get into them a little bit more uh, throughout the show because that, that's a heck of a team you're going to play. No doubt, no doubt. You know, I, I, I will say the, the heat was a factor a little bit, a little bit more than we anticipated it would be. It was – it felt a lot hotter than, than you, you would typically think. When you've been practicing 45, 50-degree weather and you go in there and it's 80 and the sun's blaring down, you could see it taking its toll. We had to hydrate and we had guys cramping up. And, and uh, it was a little bit more of a factor than I anticipated it would yeah. be. But, um, but they again, they, they did respond when they had it to. And, and we played great ball down the stretch and, and, and actually improved in a lot of areas along the way. But, but we, cannot, we cannot go to San Jose State on Saturday night and play like that in the first half or we'll get blown out. Another big day for uh, Devin Tompkins and 
some of the catches he makes um, are pretty pretty inspiring, honestly. Yeah. Uh, he's listed at 5'8", 155, and yet he plays and elevates like he's 6'3", 6'4". I mean, it's it's pretty remarkable, his catch radius. Yeah, he just has this, this skill set of, of playing the ball above the rim and, and you know, I've seen big guys and small guys that don't ever leave the ground, wait for the ball to come to them. And, and a lot of times, uh, you know, you're going to have bodies around you, but he just has this knack for putting the foot in the ground, elevating and suspending in air and finding the ball at its highest point. And, and a lot of times he's covered. I mean, at least on paper he's covered. Yeah. There's a guy there with him, but it's not a 50-50 ball with him right now. Uh, he is he is maximized every bit of his ability his catch radius is through the roof right now and the confidence that the quarterbacks have in him is through the roof as well and i just love the way the, the guy works that way too yeah. i mean he works that way every day that's what he looks like every day in practice it, it doesn't surprise me that you you see those plays on game day because of the work ethic and the and what he does just on a daily basis to prepare i was listening to the uh, press conference of uh, coach brandon from san jose state and he was asked well what do you do with a guy like that and he's like well it, there's not a lot we can do because you've got uh, you got McGriff, you got Bowling, you got uh, Wright, you got all these other guys out there that they can spread the ball to. So if you commit to one guy over another, another guy's going to come up and, and that's certainly more than capable of killing you. Huge part of what we do. Yeah, it's one of the reasons we have not given up on the run game. It's it's one reason you see the ball spread to every skill guy. Even you know I'd, we'd even like to get at the tight ends more and have had some good opportunities to do it because they've made great plays when they've gotten the ball. Balance to us is everybody touching it, using all the grass, run pass. If you double this guy, it's going somewhere else. And everybody's picked up. I mean, you're going to talk to Griff here in a little bit. He's gotten better and better every week. And when his opportunities have come, he's made the most of them. Bowling. Kyle Van Leeuwen got balls the other day. Big third down conversion. Yeah. Derek Wright made plays. Uh, so as big of stats line as you get from DT – you're getting consistent play across the board, and if, if they double him, somebody else is going to make the play. That's what makes you tough to defend. This this game had a little bit of a feel to the North Dakota game when it looked like North Dakota couldn't be stopped on offense, and the same thing, you got the block field goal, but there were three drives in which San Jose, or excuse me, New Mexico State was just mowing up and down the field, and then it's like there's like an on-off switch, and you guys just flipped the switch, and there was nothing after that. I mean, is that just all of a sudden getting dialed in and focused or what? It's some of both. They, they had a really good plan coming out. Uh, Doug Martin runs their offense, and, and he knows what he has and what he doesn't have. And he utilizes it really, really well. He gets the ball out quick. He dinks and ducks it down the field. Uh, it took a while for us to be able to get pressure. We had to change a couple things about how we were trying to get to him to make him uncomfortable, give the quarterback credit. When we did blitz him, he, he did a great job finding his hots. Little by little, we started taking those away. The front started taking over. But I, I thought Doug had a – when they took the ball, I was like, he's got, a skip, he's got a script ready to go. And they literally went right down that script and, and ended up down there. Luckily, we blocked the field goal. As the game wore on, I think our front took over. Their, their offensive line wasn't – you know, weren't able to, to really control us like they were early. And, and we started playing better. But there's to some degree – as I said, we were a little, we were flat coming out, and, and that's just something we can't we can't do. Yeah. Um, it is human nature in that environment against that record in that place. You have to fight that. I talked about it all week. I prepared them for it. I was very honest with them, and that puts the responsibility back on them to to play to our standard, not to the opponent. First quarter we played to the opponent, definitely not to our standard. As we picked it up, 
late second quarter, third quarter, shut them completely down, took complete, you know, complete control of the game. We should have done that from the opening tip, and we and we didn't. And I hope we learned a big, big lesson because um, as the opponents look better and have more talent, that kind of environment, that kind of attitude coming out of the gate is going to get you beat. You end up with seven sacks on the night, and you can tell as the as the we as the lead widened throughout the night, and you were up by you know eight points, and then thirteen, and it just kind of kept growing. Those guys kept pinning their ears back a little bit more, and now you oh, knew yeah. they had to throw, and that's that's a defensive lineman's dream, right? Yeah, there. no doubt. When we've gotten in that environment the last couple of weeks, man, they just teed off, yeah. uh, and we were we were close to a couple more. Quarterback got the ball out, you know, and, and put the ball away, but. Uh, yeah, when you, you can get them off schedule, that's something that we're built for right now. We have to maneuver ourselves in some other areas and use our quickness. But if if, if you put yourself behind the chains and, and you know you're throwing it, we've got speed and guys that can get to the quarterback that like to do that and are willing to run and continue to run and continue to run. And that's why you're seeing the sacks mount up in those kind of environments. By the way, though, I, I know that Coach Martin's a guy that you've known. Great dude. Uh, great guy. Rough situation. And, and credit to him and that staff for not only a good scheme, uh, considering what they're dealing with, but there's good players. I mean, I, I was impressed with the quarterback. Yeah. The Herity wide receiver I thought was a good wide receiver. Yeah. There's there's some good players on that team. You know, it's it, it's a challenging job. He, he's he been open about it. And, and if you know um, if you know the kind of landscape of college football, it, it's it's a tough place to be a head coach. And, and I think getting in Conference USA is going to help those guys, but it has been a, a long stretch for him there. I think he's done a great job with very little resources and talent. Um, and, and you could see early in the game that, you know, given the right opportunity, man, he does a really, really good job of spreading the ball and, and coaching his guys up. Eventually, talent took over. Yeah. And we didn't make the big, big mistake. Didn't give them something free. Talent took over. And the second half, you saw how the game was supposed to go. But you, you got to give him a tremendous amount of credit to get a lot out of a little. Yeah. All right, so we turn our attention to San Jose State. Uh, we got back. It was kind of nice to get back in town at a decent hour yeah. after a road trip. And uh, I know a lot of people sat back and watched that Nevada game. That was back and forth. Uh, one thing about San Jose State, they may have had some struggles offensively, but they've got two defensive ends that are just a problem. Uh, defensively, that's a really good team. A lot of teams are having a hard time running the ball on that, on that group. Well, Nevada had trouble doing anything against yeah, them, to yeah. be honest with you. They hit strong a ton. Uh, they were able to uh, make him uncomfortable and, and really force him to move. Uh, it it, it could have gone either way. I, I felt like San Jose State was going to win. It yeah. looked like they were going to win the game. All the momentum in their favor. They missed a couple big opportunities late. Uh, to, and, and you got to give, obviously, Nevada credit, finding a way to go down and pop it. Stovall, that dude is is super talented. But, um, yeah, San Jose's front is, is really good. It reminds me of what we've seen with Colorado State and Boise. The ability to rush the passer, physical against the run. They've got length in the back end. Uh, they defend the ball and, and are always around the ball when it goes in the air. It, it's it's a huge challenge for us. And I know they're they're five and five, but you got to take that in perspective considering all the injuries they've been through and trying to figure out how to play the Nash kid. And he did a great job, but it took a while for them to get to that point. With Starko stepping back on the field with all the weapons at his disposal, this is a really, really good football. I mean, it's basically the same team that won the title last yeah, year. Yeah. I don't know that they had anybody go to the NFL, but Super Seniors is probably the exact same team that won the title a year ago, and now we're catching them at their probably healthiest of the season. You uh, you played an elite-level tight end in uh, at Colorado State. These, not, these not, same he, kind he's of player. right there, right? Yeah, no doubt. No doubt, and they love to use him. Yeah. 
and it does manipulate coverage in a way that uh, some teams can't. So now you've got to find a matchup that works for you, and where does that take your takes your bodies away from maybe some other areas that you need you need to send them. And so that's going to be a, a different approach this week. Now, New Mexico State used the tight end, but not to this level. And Colorado State used the tight end, but then the other weapons don't look quite the same. You've got a quarterback that can hit every area on the field, from the hash to the far hash, wideouts across the board that can run. They're going to spread you out. Everybody's going to have to do their job and do it really well. You were uh, you were coaching in the South you, when when Starkle was coming up. Do you remember? I do. Uh, I do. I on him a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's it's his third university, so yeah. but he was a Power Five recruit and had all the uh, had all the things on paper and all all the measurables and has the strong arm and the size. Uh, I think he's found a place that fits him, and you can see that last year he changed the dynamic of that team. He and obviously the defense too. I mean, it wasn't just a one man show, but there's some poise and some experience that you see in him. When there's pressure around him, that uh, that that you really don't teach. That's that's something that is an instinct, and it shows in big big situations. And it did the other night. He he came in, hadn't played in a long, long time, and came in and gave him a chance to win a game that yeah. that, that could have gotten away from him. Yeah, did everything he could. I mean, you get that fourth down touchdown, tie the game up, and uh, you just need to get a stop and get that thing into overtime, and uh, just couldn't quite make it happen. But offensively, they did everything they needed to do to try to win that game yeah and they're they're committed to, to being balanced as well you're gonna have to stop the run they got a really good running back you're gonna have to be able to match up the tight end and then you're gonna have to match up to these wideouts with a quarterback that really is willing to spread the ball around i think we're both look a lot alike in a lot yeah. of ways um and, and so we'll see uh who executes best coming up on saturday game here will begin at uh at 8 30 7 30 pacific time another late night game coach yeah, I know. I, I, uh, it's going to be a long day waiting around for that thing to happen. So we'll uh, we'll get back. Our, our, our departure time and arrival time will be a little different this week. Yeah, just a bit. All right, take a break. Come back. Your chance to ask questions for Coach Anderson if you're here at Old Chicago. Love to hear from you. Also, uh, questions via Facebook if you're watching on the Facebook stream. And also, you can tweet at us as well if you got questions for Coach. You're listening to the Blake Anderson Coach Show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. All right, welcome on back. You're listening to the Blake Anderson Coaches Show as we are live here at Old Chicago. Coming up here in a bit, A.J. Vonkpachong as well as Justin McGriff will join us and we'll uh, chat with them, get their thoughts on the uh, the layout of this team and what to expect against San Jose State. If you got questions for Coach, uh, raise your hand. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and uh, we got plenty to talk about. So with that, uh, Coach, I believe we got our first question of the night. Go ahead. Nope, hold on a sec. Okay, it's not really a question. It's a, more of a thank you. Oh, thank you. So There we go. Now we got it. Okay, you can hear me now? Yeah, okay. now we got you. There we go. It's not a question. It's a thank you to you and your staff for conditioning these guys and the effort that they put into it so that they can come out in a fourth quarter and dominate. And it's something we haven't seen in a long time, and just thank you. Well, they deserve the credit. I just kind of create the schedule of torture, and then they're, they're the ones that have to put in the work. <laughs> Paul Jackson and his crew have done a phenomenal job, but the kids have bought into it. And uh, I was asked today, uh, and have been asked that a lot, what's different? Yeah, the kids get the credit. Man, we, we, we set up the system, and we tell them what's expected, but if they're not willing to do it, nothing changes. And, and they're the ones putting in the work. They bought into it. I think they see the value in it, obviously. We saw that early in the year with Washington State win, the Air Force win how we performed late, but um, that's asking a lot of them, and they keep getting it, keep giving it to us, 
it's going to be important down the stretch. I mean, we're, it's, I, I just assume that every environment's going to be the same. It's going to come down the last series, and we're going to have to have enough juice to go get it done. If there's another question, raise your hand. Uh, we'll get to it. Also, I uh, sent out a tweet earlier today about getting some questions. So a uh, couple running in here. Uh, Arizona Aggie tweets in, uh, what was the conversation like with Devin Tompkins to uh, get his name out of the transfer portal back in the, uh, back in the spring? You know, Coach Cephalo and, and I just really reached out to him, very open and transparent, talked about what we do, talked about how we treat people, how we're going to do it. I think he um, I think he was pretty open-minded. I'd like to think that some of the guys that were around during that first week or two that we were here before they left to go home for the holidays could see maybe some genuine relationship opportunities. It uh, didn't hurt that we've had really high numbers for wideouts the last few years there at Arkansas State. And Coach Cephalo could show this is something that's possible. But mainly, I, I think it just came down to a level of trust and, and kind of building relationships. Talked to him every day. Coach Cephalo talked to him every day. And we just kind of poured it out. Like, man, we'd love to have you back. We're going to treat you the right way if you give us a chance. I think there's a level of loyalty, too, between him and his teammates. He didn't want to leave these guys. At the end of the day, he didn't want to leave in the first yeah. place. He yeah. just he felt like he really didn't have a choice. Uh, but he was happy to come back. He told me, Coach, I, I really, I, that's my teammates, that's my family. I, I want to come back and I want to come back and do this together. And it's turned out great for everybody. Another question rolling in from Allen says, seems like we had a uh, better red zone offense against New Mexico State. Did you guys change something up or maybe it was the opponent? Uh, it was good to see a lot of touchdowns in the red zone. A little bit of everything. We uh, obviously you scheme every week to, to make sure that you've got the best matchups and angles we, we we caught a couple balls out on the perimeter that were good matchups we did run the ball into the end zone a couple times uh, uh, you know, with a lot of bodies packed in there but some of it's matchup but some of it's scheme and, and really just ex- we executed a little bit better another one rolling in uh is brandon bowling on the hook for a new yard marker at uh, san jose or at, at <laughs> new mexico state after snapping the one on the sideline I, I wasn't sure who did it but that thing snapped in a hurry uh it, it, it didn't look too good luckily they had one ready to go but uh, there wasn't any repair in that thing no we saw it on the sideline like yeah there's no coming back from no, that uh-uh, that thing's over put that thing in the dumpster and let's move on luckily it didn't take any longer than it did because that sometimes those those can be uh, a long delay another question rolling in uh go ahead sir uh co- you're good. We got you. Go Coach, could you tell us uh, of the teams we've played, who San, San Jose compares to offensively and who they compare to defensively? Separate yeah, them. I, I would tell you, just looking at them on tape offensively, uh, I would say they're probably more in the probably Boise State kind of uh, Boise State BYU in terms of how they operate. They're going to use tight end running back's going to catch the ball they're going to spread the field the quarterback obviously big strong kind of arm uh, i think their front is a lot like what we saw in colorado state to be honest with you their ends are explosive and get up field and they've got linked in the back end so it's they're they're in that same mold it's going to be the same type of game we've seen for the last month um they they're used to playing in tight games not afraid of it they're competitive they they have a confidence about them and I think they get a boost getting Starkle back, just that presence of that veteran quarterback. You know, obviously he's going to give him a, give him a boost, I think. Has anything of being in the Mountain West Conference surprised you? I mean, is it more physical than you thought it would be, or is it things kind of along the lines of what you expected when you accepted this job? You know, I felt like that what I'd seen on tape was it was going to match up to the, to the top quarter or top half of the league that I'd been in, and that's really what it feels like. You've got uh, you got guys that can run in space. There's physical fronts. 
the defensive lines right now probably are, are a little bit of a surprise just how good those are built across the league. Um, that's not something that's easy to get, and everybody's built really, really well. But I, I felt like that it was as good as any other group of five league in the country. If you took the top half, you can go in the American, you can go in the Sunbelt, you can go any league, and you're going to compete and be as good or better than anybody, and that's really what it's proven to be. Is the uh... – because we always make the joke in covering, you know, all the teams in the state on my show down in Salt Lake City. We always say, you know, looking up across the, the Wasatch Front, offensive linemen, defensive linemen kind of grow on trees around here, especially with the Polynesian Pipeline. Do you feel like you can recruit to develop those kind of lines, you know, traditionally once you get, you know, year two, year three under your belt? Absolutely. That's one of the best things about this particular job is that you do have big physical athletic guys available to you and that's not something that you have every week we did not have that opportunity in jonesboro it just wasn't built into the state now we don't have enough depth right now yeah but we have the resources to go get those guys if you look at the commits that we already have a lot of that is up front to try to build those fronts and then you take a nutrition system and a development system with coach jackson and his crew and those guys they're going to get where we want we're just Right now we're using speed and quickness a little bit because we're not super deep and not super big, but we can affect that in recruiting and, and development. Is Coach Jackson part of, and I know we're kind of all over the place here, but I always like talking about behind the scenes and what makes this team go, but he's in charge of obviously the training of this team. Is he also in charge of the nutritional part of the team? He he has a, a direct uh, impact on that. Now, you know, that's not – that is not his expertise, he'll tell you, but he's got guys underneath him on his staff that really keep an eye on that, that talk about setting menus, keep an eye on guys that need to gain, need to lose. We do have a full-time nutritionist on campus, and she does a great job communicating with us. And then we deal directly with the uh, people that cater all of our food. So there's a lot of pieces of the puzzle. Uh, you know, But he, he, that is something he'll tell you. He's going to have somebody else that stays on top of that. It's too many guys for him to do both. Yeah. Uh, but he's got a great staff, and, and each kind of guy brings his skill set to the table, some with, with speed, some with you know power stuff, some with nutrition, some with in-season work, off-season work, even rehab work, guys that get hurt. Uh, so each guy has his skill set, and I think it helps round out a great staff uh, uh, that we have right now. Uh, the guys from the uh, the Twitter account that runs the USU football truck tweets in, talk about how much you love your equipment crew, best in the best in the business. <laughs> Let's get everybody a shot. Bo, <laughs> Bo and the crew do a phenomenal job. They do. I don't, I don't, you know, it's one of those deals you don't think about it until there's a problem, and I don't have to think about that. That's good. They do a great job. I haven't been, hey, I haven't been wet yet, and I haven't been cold yet. That's always a great thing. When I forget my whistle at practice, he's always got an extra one. He's always got a pin. I mean, those are, those are signs of great equipment, guys. If they've always got a whistle and always got a pin for you, you're doing pretty good. And you don't, you're not cold and you're not wet. Win-win right there. Win-win. No you doubt. know, the guys from the truck did uh, – I, I had an interview with them for the pregame show. They did say if we go bowling at Boise, they said you get to drive the truck. So, I get to drive the no, truck. No, I get to oh, drive you the got, truck. Oh, you get to drive the truck. Okay. That sucker's going to get wrecked on I-84. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even going to lie, but I'm going to give it a shot. All right. That'd be fun. All right. Uh, again, questions rolling in as Utah State gets set for San Jose State. Uh, how much different, another tweet rolling in, offensively do does San Jose State look with Starkle as opposed to uh, to the backup quarterback that's playing a lot? They're, they're very different in their yeah, styles. Yeah, Nash is a, is, is a really, really good athlete, run around, a lot of boots, a lot of nakeds, a lot of quarterback run design quarterback run because he's i mean he's dynamic he did connect the dots okay but they didn't throw the ball nearly as much starkle is a true pocket passer he doesn't run very much they're not going to probably run him at all if they do it's going to be very very limited 
but he opens up the entire field, and now he can sit from the pocket and throw to the wide side of the field, push the ball 15, 20, 30 yards downfield. So it's it's two different systems. They did a great job managing what they had with Nash and kind of getting him going, and he's played better and better. But it looks it looks completely different with Starkle on the field. Uh, Coach Brennan mentioned you and he go back a bit yeah, at we, his press conference. It's yeah. always funny, the fraternity of coaches. Well, there's only 130 Division One schools in the country, and we all kind of cross paths, and – We've uh, he, he he knows Wellesley really well, and, and we kind of all got connected. We end up running into each other at several different events throughout the year. Uh, when uh, when my wife was sick, he and his wife Courtney reached out and were really really supportive, and we became really close friends. So um, I give him a hard time; he gives me a hard time. I'm looking for I tell him I want him to win them all but one, baby, all yeah. but one. Well, I, and I really love the fact that you know we made reference to new mexico state san jose is not an easy place to coach because you got to get assistant coaches to come in there and buy houses in the most expensive place in america and yet you're not being able to pay them uh as much as as a lot of other schools are like stanford or cal or some of those other universities in the area and uh and, and there's not a lot of tradition there and what he's done there and i love that an athletic director said you know what let's give you the time yeah, yeah. to get it going you don't see that a lot these days no. i love the fact they've been able to build that up there yeah it was it's been it was a rough rough road for a while man. Yeah. they were struggling and he was battling and um you know i, I know talking to him in the offseason he's man he's scratching his head man we got to get it over the hump they i think they did a great job of finding a few key transfers stark will be one of those guys that built that defense slowly and he's just got an energy about him that i think the kids love playing. Mean, you watch him on sideline he's animated yeah. he's high energy fun loving guy to, to probably play for uh, but you're right. The administration gave him time, and you look up, and they're going from winning three games to a couple years later, they're playing for a title and winning a title. That's huge. And now they've got a confidence that they didn't have before. Well, Coach, we'll take a break. Uh, before we uh, before you cut loose and grab a bite to eat, talk about these two young men, Justin McGriff and A.J. Vongpachon coming up. Uh, great dudes, hard workers, uh, getting better every week. I think both these guys uh, had limited reps coming into the season and not played a lot. Uh, you know, and, and we've been honest, you know, they, they made some mistakes early in the year and, and little by little, man, just each week, big, big plays. Griff had a huge couple catches here in the last couple weeks, uh, competitive catches when we had to have them. A.J. just gets better and better at linebacker. And I think he's been a guy that's really benefited from having Justin Rice right there by, by him and in that room with him every day. Huge careers ahead of them. They've made key plays. They're going to need to make some key ones down the stretch for us to, to finish this thing off. But we're not sitting here at 7-2 without these two guys. The attitudes are great, great teammates, fun to be around. Well, you're going to hear from them next. Coach will take a quick break and come back a little bit later on the show as we wrap things up. But straight ahead, A.J. Vongpachana as well as Justin McGriff. Straight ahead, Aggie football from Learfield. Big one coming up for Utah State as they square off against San Jose State. Aggies 7-2 on the season. Uh, bull eligible, but looking for more as they're uh, currently on the inside track on the uh, division uh, title, but uh, still a lot of work to be done with games against San Jose State, Wyoming, and New Mexico. And here to help talk a little offense and defense, A.J. Vongpachong, as well as uh, Justin McGriff. And, A.J., let's talk with let's, let's, let's talk to you first about uh, what your – what life has been like for you here at Utah State um, and what brought you here? What was it about this school that made you feel like this is where you wanted to play and, and what, what what it's been like overall for you? Yeah, no, I'm just coming out of high school. I didn't have the a lot of interests or offers like uh, a lot of the other guys and kind of what brought me here was the relationships um, and it was kind of one of my first offers coming out of high school um, and just overall the coaches. 
the teammates I have now, you know, it's just it's just been great, a great experience, and uh, I think I learned so much throughout the years, especially leading up to this season. Justin, how about you? What was it about Utah State when you're looking to uh, to, to finish your playing career? What was it about this school? Uh, it was uh, basically just they gave me an opportunity coming out of JUCO. I mean, it was uh, also like what AJ said, just the relationships I had built with my coach at that time, you know. They gave me, I just, I love it here, you know. I just a lot of love in this state, you know, and it, it's the best place to be for me, just for to play football and just, you know, to see the love you get from this town and how everybody really, you know, kind of interact with you, knowing that you're a Utah State Aggie. Like, it's different. So, that, you know, I, I've enjoyed it out here. What's this coaching staff been like and, and playing in this offense? What's that been like for you? Uh, it's very different. You know, I've came from a fast-paced offense before, but, you know, this is kind of faster than what I've been in. Uh, you know, I love the offense, though. I love our, you know, our splits are kind of wide. So, you know, it's kind of, you know, it kind of get, it's a little weird getting used to at first. But, you know, we getting, I'm getting well adjusted to it. So, you know, I love the offense. The coaching staff is great. Uh, I love my coaches. I love Coach Sheffalo. Love, I love the, it's really like Coach Anderson said earlier, it's the trust factor. These guys really trust us. They show, and they show it every day. So, you know, it's kind of hard not to play hard for somebody that really trusts you. AJ, on the defensive side, um, we see Coach Bond on the sideline. He's fired up. Uh, and, and I like the moment where, and I know you guys had given up some points against New Mexico State. And usually you guys, when you go to the sideline, you kind of go to your different position groups. But he brought everybody together and sat everybody down. And and, and I'm sure there was so, some tough conversations there, but it felt like the juice was there after that. And you guys shut them out the rest of the way. And I thought that was really fascinating. What was the conversations like on the sideline when you're down 13-7 to 7, and then you don't give up a single point the rest of the game? Right. No, he just did a great job of uh, reminding us that, you know, to play within ourselves, just to settle down, you know, because we came into kind of just um, with not a lot of juice, you know. Yeah. And he brings the juice. He def- That's yeah. one thing he will do is bring the juice. And, you know, we responded really well as a team. And, um you know, going into the second half, uh, we just played within ourselves and we'll do what we were supposed to be coached to do. How hard is it in those situations when not a lot of fans in the stands, uh, you're playing a team that hasn't had a particularly good record, uh, how hard is it to, to bring that juice and to be focused and come out there and, and finish a game the way you did? Yeah, no, it's definitely hard just not to feed off of uh, any crowd whatsoever, kind yeah. of similar to last year, COVID season, where you just kind of have to feed, each, feed off of each other. But like I said, Coach Mondo does a really good job of even in practice, uh, making sure that we're all juiced up because uh, he knows that we're going to be put in those situations uh, throughout the year. Justin, you made some really incredible catches as of late. I go back to that Hawaii, the slant, where you've really got to extend on a big third down to convert the third down. Um, and, and it seems like you're playing with a high level of confidence. Uh, where does that come from, and how has that developed for you throughout your uh, throughout the season? Uh, I mean, you know, the confidence thing, I've been, I've always, I've always feel like I had it, you know, just, I'm kind of just letting the game come to me. I'm not trying to force anything. I'm not trying to rush anything. So I just feel like, you know, I just, I kind of just stay in my role. I just know my role on the team. I know what I have to do. I know what I have to execute. So I just let the game come to me. I don't try to do too much. I don't try to play outside myself. I just play how I'm supposed to be coaching and what what I'm supposed to do. So when, uh, when you get the signal from the sideline, and you're near the end zone, whether it's this game or games before, and you're like, all right, they're going the fade. They're coming to me. What's that like when you're lining up against a guy and you're like, okay, it's my chance to use this height to my advantage? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, a lot of the times they kind of know it's coming. Yeah. So it's like, it's, it's, be, it's just kind of funny to me because they know it's coming and it's kind of hard. It's still, don't, it's still hard for you to stop it because I'm such more bigger than everybody. So 
I just be, you know, I be laughing. I be excited. Just, <laughs> I just love playing football. So everything, any play, I just be excited for it. Well, it looked like after you caught the touch, uh, caught the touchdown, you look over and like, really? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, I talk a little smack, but you know, I didn't, I didn't want to get too crazy. AJ, from your perspective, uh, you talk about the defense with Coach Bond, about how much fun is this defense to play playing? Because seems like when they, when you're able to pin your ears back and really get after it, you guys. You guys swarm to the football. Yeah. No, I mean, Coach Bonner, once again, you know, just overemphasizes getting 11 hats to the yeah. ball. And, you know, when, when everyone has bought in, uh, like you've, you've seen these past couple of weeks, you know, we can uh, just cause a lot of cause a lot of havoc and uh, get back to, get back there, cause uh, TFLs, sacks. So it's been really fun. And when everything's clicking, you know, it's, you know, just fun to be out there. When did it really click for you that you were pretty good at this sport and you had a chance to uh, maybe – pay for college with this sport was there a moment or high school where you felt like you know what there might be some opportunities for me yeah no I played a little later I started football a little later um, going into kind of later middle school and then high school Um, so it was still fairly new to me early on but you know I just I really liked the you know kind of the nature of the game and so I just kept working kept working uh, and just let kind of let things take care of itself throughout the years or did you always prefer the defensive side of the ball yeah no for sure I mean I played both ways but uh, just defensively, it just always yeah. was a lot better just to be able to go and hit somebody instead of having to say what the offensive coordinator has to do. So, uh, Justin, uh, when did you start playing the game? And uh, were, were there other opportunities for you? I don't know if you played basketball or not uh, with your height, but uh, what were some other uh, avenues? And was football always the love for you? Uh, football was always love for me. I, I played multiple sports. I mean, just in a way to get better at football. I mean, yeah. I mean, I always want like I wasn't always the fastest dude. Like I wasn't, and I always wanted this tall. Like my growth kind of came out of nowhere. So I mean, I always been playing football. Just you know, I've always been staying down, just putting my head down and working. Cause I've never always been, I've never been that guy that's that's always had the the biggest name or the biggest hype coming in. So you know, I just always stayed down and just played my role. Well, you got a big one coming up against San Jose State, uh, and and AJ after what you went through last season with. Obviously, a difficult year, and to be back to winning a bunch of games and seven and two on the season, what's that been like for you? Knowing that how rough things were last year, do you, does it make you appreciate this year a little bit more? Yeah, no, I, I think it's been probably one of the biggest motivational pieces uh, for me, and I know a lot of the guys in the locker room who was here last year. Just uh, that that feeling, you know, um, kind of just last year, you know, it's not what we yeah. wanted. We worked really hard, and we knew that going into the off season, you know, summer summer workouts with Coach Jack. You know, we really pushed ourselves and, you know, kind of to be in this position, uh, it just feels good to know that all that hard work paid off. Uh, Coach mentioned that Justin Rice has been good for you and kind of a mentor. What's that relationship like? Yeah, no, it's been really great. I mean, I've always had, you know, Kevin. Kevin helped me yep. out early in my uh, kind of coming in college and then having Justin as well. So kind of just having those two to feed off of uh, have been great for me. You know, they've played a lot, a lot of football. And just to be able to pick their brains and pick his brain on – just kind of what he does in these situations and uh, has been really, really beneficial for me. Justin, you're part of a really talented group of wide receivers. Obviously, DT's having a tremendous year yourself. Justin Rice, or I mean, not Justin Rice, he's caught a few interceptions, but uh, he might be able to play wide receiver. Yeah, but uh, yeah, but uh, Derek Wright, mm-hmm. a, as well as others, it, there's a lot of mouths to feed out there. And, and Logan does a good job distributing the ball, but it seems like you guys all kind of pull for each other. Uh, I mean, you know, it's exciting, you know, seeing the guys that you've been here with, especially a lot of us receivers, like we were all there last year. So we just seeing them 
you know, getting getting everything they deserve, everything they worked hard for. You know, it's fun. It's fun to be around. You know, and we kind of feed off each other. You know, some days, some days everybody don't come in with the juice, but we feed off each other. So if I come in with one day bad, you know, DT or D right gonna pick me up, and I'm gonna bring my juice, and that just figures, that just makes everybody else in the room better. From from what happened last year to this year, from your perspective, how much fun has this been for you this season? Uh, it's been pretty fun. Even even though last year, even though we with our shortcomings, I still think it was fun just because of the bond and the brother. And I was yeah. going out there with my brothers, but it's it's way more fun now because you're winning. Like nobody likes losing, but it's way more fun now. Just you know, seeing everything we worked hard for, just stayed patient for, you know, kept our head down, kept working for it. Now it's all coming to fruition. Like it's just fun to see watching unfold. So, Coach has the motto, you know, let's be 1-0 this week. Um, is it hard not kind of peeking ahead and looking at other things that are going on in the conference? Is it hard to kind of put that aside and just focus on what's going on this week with this specific team? Uh, it is, but at the same time, he does a great job of just emphasizing it over the week. And, um, you know, I mean, we, we buy in as a group and, and basically been locking in yeah. every, every single week. You fired up to play the defending champs? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I bet. Uh, and, and a good defense, too, Justin. What, what do you see out of these guys, and what do you expect for this game on uh, Saturday? You know, I see a lot of athletes on the field. They're very athletic. You know, they get to the ball. They swarm to the ball. You know, honestly, you know, I, as in just, I, as just as a conscious and my receivers and my guys, you know, I feel like, you know, I don't feel like nobody in this conference can stop us as a receiver core. So, you know, it's going to be a challenge this week, you know, on the outside and in the slots, you know, on the receivers. So, it's just I'm just ready for the challenge. I'm ready for them to bring it because we're going to come with our 100, and I hope they come with their 100. AJ, uh, you've got uh, a quarterback that's really good in Starkle. Uh, he's got good good weapons around him, good offensive line, good running game. Uh, I got to imagine you love playing against these kind of teams where you know, uh, you know you're fighting for a conference title with games like these. Yes, sir. No, definitely. And I think we just go out there and do what we're coaches do and just uh, run to the ball and tackle. You know, I think we'll just be just fine. Well, gentlemen, uh, good luck the rest of the way. It's been fun getting to know you. Appreciate your time, and uh, let's uh, let's go get that W on Saturday. Yes, yes sir. sir. There you, you go. Great stuff. A.J. Vonkpachan as well as Justin McGriff right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield. Coming up next, we'll wrap things up with Coach Anderson. You're listening to Aggie Football from Learfield. All right, welcome on back. You're listening to the Blake Anderson Coaches Show, wrapping up another edition of the show. Thanks for everybody who joined us a little earlier. Uh, normally, the shows are on Tuesday, and after this week, we'll go back to being on Tuesdays. Uh, but because of a hoops, uh, Ryan Odom got you bumped to a Monday. Hey, whatever Ryan needs. We're all about trying to make Ryan's life. I saw the basketball footage. You, you've got a couple of basketball players on, on the team or on the coaching staff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, uh, we're all about basketball. And yeah. believe me, we'll be at as many games as we can be at, too. I, I heard the rumor of the pickup game got, a, got got a little heated throughout the summer. I don't spring. know what you're talking about. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. That is that is a nasty rumor. There's no proof of that. There's no proof of that. Let's just say you have a running back coach who thinks he's the uh, best basketball player on the team. No shot whatsoever. <laughs> no shot. Layups only. Oh, yeah? Okay. Layups only. Well, I'll tell you what, San Jose State's not going to give you a lot of layups. Uh, no. That's, that's going to be a hard-fought game coming it up is. on Saturday. We're going to have to earn this one. Um, we're going to have to earn it. We're going to have to go play good ball, had to play for 60 minutes, come out ready from beginning to end. Uh, love. I mean, to me, this is what it's about. This is, this is a heavyweight battle. Uh, two good football teams, a lot to play for. I know they're in a playoff mode. They, they really can't afford any more slip-ups, trying to bow their way in it. We've got control of ours, and we sure don't want to give it up. 
and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a huge challenge. So it's uh, I'm excited for it. Uh, one of the best defenses you faced. Oh, I, mean, I don't know if you rank them, but you know it, it's hard to tell till you yeah. play them. But on film, yeah, they sure look like super active, really good up front, disruptive. Um, you know, they can get you off schedule real, real quick. Length in the back end to defend the pass. And, and you know, just when you watch, I've got a lot of respect for how Nevada has been playing and to watch how they were the other night against them. It just, it just I mean, you're going to have to play well. We're going to have to play well up front. There's been a couple games in that stadium where it kind of felt like New Mexico State. Uh, <laughs> they've gotten better, though. They're, well, they're, yeah, and it's going to be unique. Now, they're, they're building on the, on the visitor side. There are no stands. It's just dirt and tractors. So everybody will be on the home side. I don't know what their fan base is going to look like this time of year. I know the season hasn't gone the way they wanted, and I don't know how that's going to impact it. But it, it's, it won't be like playing at home, obviously. Yeah. It, it's not going to be that crowd. But um, I think the energy of the game itself will, will take over. Our guys know what's at stake. Their guys knows what's at stake. I, I, don't, I don't think it matters if anybody's there. Our, our guys are going to be ready to play. And the one thing we know about this conference is that we really don't know much about this conference. <laughs> I mean, after, you know, Boise goes to Fresno, and that place is packed, sold out. They're fired up, and yeah. Boise just puts it on them. They really do. Fresno turned the ball over, which you can't do. Yeah. I mean, both both of us got to protect the ball. And now, that's the one thing you looked the other night. That's probably the difference in the game. They did turn the ball over against Nevada, and, and it, it, it ultimately got them. Uh, anybody in this league can beat anybody in this league on any given Saturday. It is that competitive across the board. Heck, UNLV got their – they got yeah. a win this week. How about that? Um, you know, there are obviously a couple teams I think that are a little bit weaker than the other, but but we're only talking a couple. Everybody else is just alike. I mean, Wyoming just going in and running the ball right at Colorado State, nobody's been able to do that all year. Nobody. Uh, so it, it's – got to be ready to play. And, and this, this Saturday is going to be no different. Um, you know, I – just keep telling the guys, man, we just got to keep improving. We can play them one at a time. This is the only one that matters. Let's take care of our business. Saturday night, we'll worry about the aftermath when it's over. Yeah. And by the way, tickets available. Coach doesn't want to look ahead. I'll look ahead in terms of tickets. Big one, final home game of the year in the regular season uh, as they uh, get set to take on against Wyoming. Tickets available for that one at utahstateaggies.com. But the Aggies taking, uh, hope to take care of business coming up on Saturday when they square off against San Jose State. Coach, appreciate it as always. Appreciate it. I will say this about Wyoming. That's going to be senior day. Yeah. And there's a bunch of guys that have put a lot of time and sweat and, and sacrifice into this program. You'd love for that place to be packed to send them out. They've been through a lot. And to be where they're at, considering what they've been through, they deserve the respect that folks show come up and, and, and send them off the right way. We'll talk about this a little bit more next week, but – how do you decide who's going out, who's celebrating? You're going to celebrate all of them, and then some guys can still come back? Or <laughs> You know, we're just, if this is their last year on the field, we're going to celebrate them. If they got L's built, left, we're going to assume they're coming back, and we'll deal with the rest of it after. I like it. That's Coach Anderson. Uh, big one coming up on Saturday. Remember, pregame show uh, will begin at 730. Kickoff is at 830. Utah State, San Jose State, uh, a big one coming up in the Bay Area. That wraps it up for us. Blake Anderson, Coach's Show from Learfield.